welcome to the Over Under Achievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, showing up to training camp in Green Bay looking like a douchebag, it's Jason Waterfall. Did you listen to that press conference? I did. I watched like several panels on ESPN, uh, their Instagram account, and I found I, I, my note for him would be less is more. You know, let's be a little more concise and trim some of the fat off of that content. I don't know where I'm at on him anymore, on Aaron Rodgers, first of that's all. A, that's a great question, be, or that's about. a great statement, because I kind of agree, and I'm trying to, like, you know, scout myself on the fly sure. and be like, is he is he a, a DBD, a douchebag diva, or if this was just a different athlete, would I be rooting for him? And Are I we doing like, DBD? I'm, I'm trying to. Did, okay. How did you feel? Try it on. What did you think about it? Let's not, let's not try to make fetch I feel like again. CBD's having a moment and DBD could also have a moment simultaneously, like the remora to the shark. I don't know. Just don't make any judgments. Just Remember I said if he really feels that way, he shouldn't come back. But the yeah. fact that he came back and set the world, set that front office on fire. Yeah. I'm kind of like, well, you, you came back and you're still living your truth. So good for you, I guess. I just, I'm like, be a principled person. Like do your, like either just don't show up or do it and be like a good soldier. This whole thing where you're going to be like showing up for his teammates, but then still bashing the front office that he was not happy with because he has to do that press conference, right? He's being a soldier and showing up to that press conference. They wanted him back. They wouldn't release him or trade him or whatever. And he, so he came back and then he's, he's being his principled self in front of the microphone. I think he's being dishonest because this isn't about him consulting and being like the recruiter for new free agents. Because if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to like schmooze and wine and dine people, you're crazy. I think this is about he didn't get traded like he wanted to to the 49ers. This draft day morning, the Niners wanted to trade for him and Green Bay said no. So why wouldn't he just say that? Yeah, Because he'd look like a Benedict Arnold to his locker room. Yeah, but that's arguing he's delusional and he very well may be. But his him being delusional, he's believing in his principles and then applying them by roasting the front office. Like that's going to help the situation, right? Like I just, that's where the DVD, I'm not, I'm not loving it. I'm trying. You are, you're, it's growing on you. It's a big, it's DVD not move. growing on me. He's turning into a messy DVD and nobody likes it. And I just think, is he, is he like a good dude? And I'm just missing it. And I right. think the circumstantial evidence has it because his team, all of his teammates, uh, I'm not all, that's hyperbolic. A lot of his former teammates are like, that guy's kind of weird and tough to deal with. He's right. still estranged from his family. He tried to replace Alex Trebek and didn't honestly respect it enough. So for me, I'm out and it's too much, but I don't know. Mileage may vary for everybody else. Well, we differ there a little bit. I think he respected it plenty and just did a bad job. He did He did good for an NFL quarterback. Let's no, just do that. so stop doing that. Let's normalize just <laughs> trash-talking people for being bad at the things they do. You know what I mean? Um, uh, as always, the Overrunner Chiefs is a proud member of the Poppy House Media Group and it is a show intending to consider news from the sports world to the prism of overs and unders. Again, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, are you watching the Olympics right now? Because I'm not watching the Olympics right now. I'll tell you what. Everybody keeps saying, I don't. I can't find the Olympics. I can find it everywhere. But there's nothing enticing enough for me to watch. There was some good swimming on the other day. Katie Ledecky and yeah. uh, I don't know her name from Alaska. Um, uh-huh. Watch those swim meets. Meets? I don't know. About. <laughs> Listen, you're it's, doing a great job promoting the, promo the Olympics right now. I, I'm not being paid. Peacock, shout out. No free advertising. Look, you're kind of piercing the heart of the conversation of um, I like I like sports, so I'll watch anything. But it's I, I tune in 
I don't know what heat is this. Is this the final? Okay, it is great. Oh, I don't know any of these people. So they're trying to tell me the stories on the run. And I think I've got really used to knowing everything that's going on in the specific sport I'm watching. I need to streamline. And I feel like NBC is not doing a good job of streamlining it. Because the only thing I wanted to watch was Team USA versus France. And I woke up at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning to watch that or Sunday. Honestly, I don't know what day it is anymore. And I had to have Peacock Premium. And I didn't have it, and I, it was too much of me to try to get it. And I was just really, I was really underwhelmed by the whole thing. Um, can we talk uh, NBA draft really quick before we do over unders? Because you know, I think this will come out the morning of the draft, so we don't. I don't know that we have any like timely takes on it. Any of the guys in the draft make you excited? Um, I like Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. I think that he's going to be like in that four to seven range. Yeah, and I think uh, if you're a GM in the league, you have to pick. You have to take Cade Cunningham. Yeah, you just have to. You do. That's. I mean, that's that's a job situation, not a skill set situation. I believe that Jalen Suggs is the number one player. I think that he's going to have the longevity. He's going to be. This could be a bad comp. Uh, George Hill plus. Whoa. I'm, I'm elevating. I'm elevating. Yeah. I'm elevating. Yeah. I just. I feel like we need to give the listener a minute to uh, change their shirt because they just sweated through because they got so sexually attracted <laughs> to that comp. George Hill Plus, are you kidding me right now? Look, George Hill's I, fine, but he's not great. George and Hill I think is that, the most Jason Waterfalls NBA player that's ever lived, <laughs> and you know it, and I know it, and well, that's the okay. Pacers, I, I watched him a lot, you know. Listen, it was Jalen Suggs for me too until we both said it. So now I'm, I'm like, well, that sucks for him because he's gonna. Was have it gonna be Jalen Suggs for you? Yeah, it was mine too. I, I, I like. Think, I just think his game tr- transitions so well. He's I so did, smart. I do too. And the, my whole thing with Kate Cunningham, he's probably gonna be great, but his it's his name because he sounds like the high school quarterback from a small town in Mississippi who gets a DUI the night before the big game with the rival high school. I would, I just, I cannot trust a number one pick named Kate Cunningham. You know, I just don't think that's going to be good things. Um, okay. Let's do uh let's get to the over-unders. Um, and we got a big episode, big episode. I think we're even going to sneak, sneak Andre three strikes in a little early to get his take on our third over-under. But for the first one, we're going to talk about really um, the biggest story of last week leaking into this week. And it's the news that uh, the University of Texas and Oklahoma will be moving into the SEC, I think, in 2025. They have matriculated out of the Big 12. Um, so what I want to uh, – before we do the over-under, let's talk broadly here because, obviously, this is a huge momentum-shifting event. And I think it would behoove us to uh, not get bogged down into the whatever uh, fantastical elements of what this would mean for the SEC and for uh, the University of Texas and Oklahoma – but I think, you know, when you're uh, – I saw a lot of people just kind of talking at the movement but not really saying anything about it. And I was looking into different articles and pieces that were trying to explain what this is about. And the best thing that I got was from CBS, was uh, from Dennis Dodd, I believe. And he broke down how this is about this is about power and this is about how because the N- NCAA punted on uh, the name, image, and likeness – and they punted on handling COVID and just pushed that down to the conferences. Um, because nature abhors a vacuum, Greg Sankey at the SEC was like, well, I'll take control here. And this is a power move to be like, now, we really don't need you, NCA. We can make our own rules. We can, uh, we're going to go from, I think it's around mid-40s million that, that all the teams are going to take per year to probably conservatively the low 60s, maybe even the high 70s. Um, so uh, this is a move to make them autonomous. 
they can kind of dictate their own terms. And the landscape is so wide open. It's such a Wild West deal now that the SEC is, has prime placement, not just to be in the national title game, because I think that's small potatoes for what they're looking for, but to be able to be above the NCAA so they can change the rules and remake college football into their own image. Them punting on those couple of things that you just said, COVID, and then also, um, what was the other thing you said? That name of likeness. Yeah, name engine. They were just pressured into it, right? Because yeah. the states had the states started getting California, Florida, and uh, I think there was another couple of states. We're like, okay, you're morons. Yeah, yeah, and they and they tried to go to Congress, which is like, I get what you're trying to do there, but I don't know. But if You should have done that five years ago. You should have done that five years ago, and I don't know if you're paying attention, but there are some other things happening right now in Congress right. that they're trying to focus <laughs> on, and I don't think they're going to prioritize this. So I think I do think this will be the, the name image likeness will be like the billboard of when the NCAA's power started to crumble. But I think this SEC move will be really secretly the biggest move because it's not just the SEC, it's the unintended consequences. It's the ramifications of what this means for the Pac-10, what this means for the ACC. I think, honestly, who's really positioned to make a move is the Big Ten because they actually make more money Agreed. than the SEC. Um, and I think... Right if, now. Right now. If they have their heads about them, though, they're going to start trying to make moves. And I, honestly, I can see this turning into almost like a AFC, NFC in the NFL, but just on a, on a lower amateur level of you've got, the, you've got the North with the West kind of folded in. You've got the South with all the, uh, the, the Western teams uh, folded in. And I think that's kind of how this is going to eventually go because, I mean, this is – I don't know if people are understanding the changes this is going to force – just with Texas and Oklahoma, but also this is going to make USC have to do something that they're not comfortable with. And we don't know how that's going to play out yet. And the Big Ten's contract with the television stuff and what they've been able to um, manage for themselves from a money split perspective has put so much pressure on the other conferences. And you saw it with the pack now 12, by Mm -hmm. the way, not 10. Sorry. Apologies. Um, It's it's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Trust me. Sorry, Chip Kelly. Our West Coast listeners are going to be mad. I think that, you know, the the fails that the pack 10, now 12 made, they tried to get Oklahoma and Texas. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Oklahoma and Texas were like, "Mm, no, thanks. We'll do the Longhorn Network and whatever Oklahoma had going on. Right. But I do think that the pack 12, the big 10, the ACC and the SEC. I think it's going to be your AFC NFC thing, but with four of them. Mm. I think it's going to be too much to handle to go to two, just the North and the South, Big Ten and SEC. I think it's going to end up being four of them. That's my prediction uh, of the big boys. And I think that you know they're all going to try to get to around sixteen mm-hmm. and and then do exactly what you're saying. But you know this, we we can blame the. NCAA for a lot of this, certainly, but this is also a big 12 problem. They mm-hmm. couldn't figure it out. They couldn't put their package together. The Big Ten put a lot of their package together and their network together. And what did the Big 12 do? They just waited. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me uh, a lot of the historical comp of like the uh, um, the little uh, nation states, the city states in Greece when the Persians were coming. And it was like, Sparta's the only one getting ready for this because you know, there's going to be a fight. Meanwhile, Athens is just like, I don't know, let's just be like super naked and like philosophize and stuff. And it's like, that's cool, but that means you're going to get killed in a little bit. And that's kind of what happened. I think if I'm the ACC. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an incredible pull from you. Thank and you. I just want you to know that I was reading a tweet the other day mm. and it was like, when you become a certain age as a man, you either get in really into history or okay. really into smoking meats. Wow. 
And I'm I'm kind of a little concerned that you're into both. I am into both. What does that mean? Is that bad? Is that am I okay? It can't be good. I feel like the KFC guy in the commercial is like, <laughs> I ate the bones. <laughs> but I think if I'm the ACC, I'm scared to death because Clemson's like, we're chill here. But the second like Florida State leaves or the second Virginia leaves, like it's all coming down. And I don't know that that's a good thing for college football. Okay, but let's think about this. The ACC might lose Florida State, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe Clemson. I don't see Clemson going to the SEC, but, I mean, at some point, did anybody see Texas doing it? No, Clemson right? it feels like the, the, the kind of guy who's like, I only take poops at my house, so unless I can poop <laughs> at my house, I'm not coming to that. My big question is, does the SEC get rid of Vanderbilt at some point in all of this? No, like, I think it's like hey. it's like the charming mascot, you know, where you're just like, <laughs> isn't it fun? We got a smart guy. And- <laughs> I mean, Vanderbilt's got to be like pretty nervous, like, Florida State or Vanderbilt? What if we just switched them out? No, they're like, if they drop us, they're D minus level. And they want to have like a C minus at least. So that we got to say. Oh, on national grade averages. Yeah, yeah. Because that's important in amateur sports. I didn't know if you knew that. Um, But in terms of the actual over-under, to bring us back to topic, um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about if the SEC, if if, uh, UT and uh, Oklahoma were in the SEC next year. Okay. Texas, not Tennessee. Not the the other, yeah, UT, the power UT, obviously. <laughs> Where would they finish overall? Um, so I put this in the notes, but actually I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna tweak it on you. I'm gonna make you think Ooh. on your feet. Okay? okay. So I've got Oklahoma. Um, are they better or worse than three and a half in the SEC? And for Texas, are they better or worse than five and a half uh, in the SEC? Where would you land them? Under under. Under worse. worse. Which means, so you would mean like four for Oklahoma at least and six for Texas at least? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any chance that if, and you're saying if, if, if Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC this season. Right, correct? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that Oklahoma's finishing fourth. Oh, okay, so we differ on this. Oklahoma, you think Oklahoma's going to go through that slog and come out uh, right behind Alabama, Texas A&M, and Florida? Um, you know, I look, it's hard because I, my instinct was like, now nah, I don't know. Oklahoma would be like 15th and Texas would be 16th. I think I believe, you know, so I'm trying <laughs> no, to be that no. guy, you know what I mean? But like, no, I, I'm I, not saying that. I think Texas is, is worse than people would think. And I have them slotted probably somewhere between, um, Ole Miss and, uh, like Mississippi state in that range, Oklahoma though, I do feel like. Um, Lincoln Riley, I believe in Lincoln Riley. I believe in their program. And I think it would be a little more difficult than they would think. But I do, you know, I know Florida didn't bring in a good recruiting class. I know Dan Mullen's a little spotty sometimes in big games, and he's had a spotty record. I don't know where Texas A&M is with their new quarterback. I think it's less that I think Oklahoma uh, historically would be better than three and a half. But I do think this year they would. I, I think they would be, it would be Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma for me. Oklahoma didn't even have the best record in the conference in pack in Big Twelve last year. Yeah, they had a weird. Iowa State did. It was a weird. Uh, I'm gonna I'm chalk it up to COVID. I'm just gonna say COVID. Whatever. I get it, but that team gets loose sometimes. You know what I mean? But I think when uh, I think they can get up for big games. I think really what this is it's a conversation about. Do you where do you slot them between Florida and Texas A&M? Do you think they're better than Florida and Texas A&M, or do you think they're worse? I think that Oklahoma would have a I, I, I do understand the question, but I think that they would have a worse record in the a, in the SEC than Florida or A&M this season. Head-to-head, do you think they could beat Florida? Right. 
Yeah, that's 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 where I I agree with. Okay, so you said the Oklahoma can get up for big games. Yeah, no arg- no argument. I think that they fall asleep at their other not big games more often in the SEC. No, you're right, and I think that's the whole thing. Of so that's the where SEC. I'm going total record. But I did understand your question. It's about like it's if, like the, okay, the depths of the SEC. It's like when you're you're in a rock fight with Mississippi State in Starkville, and it's like a, a billion percent humid. And you're not exactly excited about this game. Can you perform? That's way harder than playing Kansas State. It's true. Even though Kansas State had had its moments, I do think it was telling Oklahoma beat Florida in the uh, Cotton Bowl, fifty-five twenty. That's not an accident, you know. But I think to yeah, your point, I, I agree with what yeah. you're saying. So, yeah. Um, can I? Can I? Speaking of the the slog of like the underbelly of the SEC, can I hit you with the sub oh, over under um, for this category? Um, how many years after the Oklahoma Texas SEC merger, which I think was set as twenty twenty five. Um, until Lane Kiffin is shown on video doing a horns down gesture during a game. I've said it. Your at, mastery of of tying in Lane Kiffin is unprecedented. Look, Jason, that's like you liking that's like you liking history and smoking. <laughs> Listen, I, I I tweeted this because I've never had a spiritual gift before. Um, when I when I ever I would take the spiritual gifts test, they would be like, I don't know, the machine broke or something because we're not seeing anything <laughs> here. So I've never had any kind of spiritual capabilities. But I, I felt, wanted you to take the love languages <laughs> test and just be like, Hey man, I don't know. It Maybe was just stick with it was not nah. smoking meats. Your answer is nah. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. But I had a vision of Lane Kiffin in like a white uh, quarter zip, um, and he was just doing the horns down. And I was like, I don't know that's going to happen in my lifetime, though. I, I said it at zero and a half uh, years. I'm taking the under because it's happened in the first year because they're going to beat him in Austin and Lane's going to do that and then like have sex with uh, a University go. of Texas socialite or something. Horns are back up now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's more likely that Matthew McConaughey gets into an altercation with Lane Kiffin or with Ed Orgeron? Oh, definitely with Lane Kiffin. See, I think it's with Ed Orgeron. I think cool guy recognized cool guy. I think with Ed Orgeron, they're just speaking different languages and they're from different places. That's my point. Places. They're both going to be looking at each other like, you spot me up? You spot me? Like, they're not going to be able to understand each other. Yeah, I think they're going to be circling each other like silverback gorillas. I think it's going to be beautiful to watch. I can't. I just can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. I like how that. we always treat Matthew McConaughey as the, as the coach of Texas. Like, I wonder how he's going to do with that program this year. Look, at that point, it's very likely that he might be the governor of Texas and he might get into a street fight with the head coach of Louisiana State University. Don't sleep on that. Hey, MM, MM's been electric with that soccer team. Man, that green, that green suit. I'm all in. I'm all in on all of it. Thank you. Thank you, right. Lord, for your benevolent mercies. Well, we're both under with a 0.5 for Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. What are you on? Your, your, you think Texas would be in the top two? I, think, I mean, excuse me. You think Oklahoma... You switch it to 3.5? Yeah, I think Oklahoma would be uh, better than third best, and I think Texas would be worse than fifth best. Um, okay, let's move to the second over-under, and this is one that's close to my heart. I hope it's close to yours. This is about the Jungle Cruise, uh, a cause I've championed. I would say I'm in the front seat. I don't know if you're doing this ironically. How dare you? I, I am. How dare you? You've been, uh, you've been I, I think that you're doing your classic reverse reverse hedge i'm not i'm not reverse hedging i'm all in on this i'm i've I've wanted a fun um bouncy summer thriller with a vaunted female actress and i just need the rock to be in something good space jam and a new legacy didn't do that for you did you watch it yet i have no comment on that situation at hand i will say i think we both guessed the over on the rotten tomato score and i think we were wrong about that so (laughs) 
that's okay. But for for the Jungle Cruise is the conversation at hand. Um, we we're gonna talk about is the Rotten Tomato audience score after this weekend is it over or under seventy four and a half? For context, I believe the critical score right now is 67, 67% of critics like it. So I amped up, I went back and found the corollary of Pirates of the Caribbean, which I feel like is a natural um, ancestor to this kind of movie. And their movie scaled about a seven point differential. So that's why, that's how I got that 74 and a half number. Are you taking the over 74 and a half or are you taking under? Are you better at math in Tennessee? That was, that was very eloquently said. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing I really, laws of averages. Secretly, I've really... Recumbent um, numbers. I've tried to change my math game. So, because I've, I've, I've been Did a math hater. Did you start numbers instead of letters? No, I've, I've, I've been a math hater on myself. But I was like, what if I just turned into like a Stephen Hawking type? And I was just chill about it. I didn't like celebrate it or high step. But I am kind of a genius at math now. I'm not saying that, but I, that's on the <laughs> track. Would, that's where I'm I going. I wish I wouldn't have given you credit. Um, I'm going to go over. Uh, unfortunately, this is going to be a bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I was dead wrong mm-hmm. about Space Jam. But this movie has to be good, right? <laughs> that's what I said about Space Jam too. I mean, look, I think our, our, our the fundamentals of why we thought Space Jam would be good was right. But it yes. just failed us. This, yes. we do have some critical... The critical apparatus is kind of confirming this and and typically the audience they're not as uh, scrutinizing so i think a seven and a half point differential is fair and i think right now any like if you see anything decent you overblow it because there's like a lack of inventory so i'm going way over i think it's gonna and be if way it, and if it was gonna be very bad don't you think they would have figured out a different release plan for it on disney plus like at least release it sooner instead of pushed it like they kept doing. Yeah, just no, like, they couldn't have. They couldn't have because it directly associates with their ride that they just re remodeled. Okay, look here's here's they the thing. Had though. To, they had to hold it and do this big thing, so that kind of scares me actually. I I'm stick with my over, but I don't think it's way over like you. Go over, and I think what if, don't bring feelings to a fact fight, right? What is why do you think the thing you think? And for me, I believe the Rock is not having to carry everything, which historically is a bad. Uh, strategy. Emily Blunt can shoulder that load. And I think she's lovely. She's you've, British. You've got, you've got two more rock comments before. No, no, listen. Before <laughs> I go off. <laughs> the math is the math, okay? Also, my boy Jesse Plemons is in this. And he's not just Jesse Plemons. He's like the Prince of Germany, Jesse Plemons. That's yeah. a good he's, sign. That's he's a comedy, really good sign. He's comedy Nazi Jesse Plemons. He's like Jesse Plemons in Game Night. That's my perfect oh my Jesse gosh. Plemons. So I think that's good. We I have an entire series just recapping Game Night. I love that movie so much. It's so good. It's almost a per- I think it actually is a perfect movie. When that guy found finds out it's Rich Person Fight Club and they pay off that. <laughs> <laughs> that's on, that that's that be- guy's best role of all time. He's incredible in that role. He's also an HBO show that's not that good. But that might be mm-hmm. my favorite moment of cinema in the last 20 years, honestly. That moment in game night um i had have you been have you ever been to disney world i don't even know this about you um yes you have once. been okay so you're not but you're not super familiar with it no see the jungle cruise is wow anything else i'm sorry man <laughs> talk about my parents brought up from childhood Where i just well, i wanted to get to like is there a disney ride? because this is hey, a Mark, disney ride did your dad love you or did did you just not love him which one <laughs> I just wanted to talk about what other Disney rides I'd rather see movies about than the Jungle Cruise. And I thought Space Mountain is... Mark, you've never been to Disney World. You know a small world? It's a pretty famous ride. Tower Disneyland, too. So would be... They're making a Tower Terror movie. That's good. Expedition Everest, colon, the Yeti ride. That's my colon, not like Disney. Sponsored by Yeti drinks? It should be, because there is an actual Yeti in it. But I, I will say this. If you ever end up going to 
Disney World. Sorry. Again? Like, <laughs> I um, made it weird by pausing to think if I've ever been there. So that's on me. That's on you. But that's on you. You're, you're getting close to taking this too far during a rock segment because Look, you know how much I love the rock. I'm trying not to act like a BDB here. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to catch on. <laughs> you know what? It's DVD. Sorry. I made it. <laughs> correct you i didn't even catch it <laughs> just, it's not gonna catch on He's fr- what I did see, you I hear, say a bdb I, I hear it it's not it's not a good. big dumb bamboo <laughs> like it's my fault that i is. will say for people who are going to disney world or ever want to do it um all the toy story rides it's the slinky dog ride the buzz Lightyear ride at the magic kingdom and toy story mania that's like the katie steph clay um uh whatever 2016 warriors undefeated those are the best rides at the disney world parks so just because they're new no, they're just good. One's like, one's a shooter. One's an active yeah. shooter. I don't know. That sounded weird. I heard that. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. No, not nope. edit that. <laughs> you can leave it in, but I'm, just correct it. No, <laughs> all that's bad. And just, no, they're all good rides. In. I don't know what to tell you. They're just good rides. Leave just it in. Ride that it. was an honest mistake. Um, and now we're going to welcome in our good friend, Andre Three Sex, a little early, I think, to make up for last week because of our of our scheduling you. blip. So we're going to, Andre, we're going to bring you in on this third over under. How are we doing tonight, ma'am? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. You know, we're almost to August. Fall camp starts on most college campuses next week. We're getting mm-hmm. close. We're getting close. Yes, sir. Let me ask uh, two really like housekeeping things. Number one, how were you with Jason's impression of you last week? Were you okay with that? Uh, they weren't good. <laughs> um, I wish there was a. I need to talk to the editor uh, to work on some of those. The heart okay. was there. The heart Follow was there. Up, how did you feel about our conversation about JT Daniels uh, last week as well? I sort of took it personally, and I uh, I sent him a message about it, and he said he will take care of it uh, against on Clemson field, hopefully. and okay. on the field uh, for the rest of the fall. Did so. he say he was going to shave off that nasty thing off his lip, or was he like, no? <laughs> it's shaved nice. off. I've seen it. It is shaved. It's it is updated. Shaved. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. I hope yeah. it doesn't grow back. NIL stuff. He's got to get that thing cleaned up a little bit. You yeah, you probably do. You probably do. That's a smart move. So, okay, well, good. I feel like the tension's diffused now because there was a lot of it. Was really it was awkward here before we started recording. So now, I, feel, <laughs> not, I, like I mean, now. and for the record, not for me. I felt no. great. Yeah, you were you were great with it. I missed so, him. Okay, so I tried to impersonate him. That's the greatest form of flattery sure no that's not how the saying goes but it's I'm, something no, i'm there. pretty sure i nailed that don't google it <laughs> think oh my gosh <laughs> don't double down you were fine to leave it in the what first a strange time. thing to double down about no i yeah. know i know it's my okay so let's do this uh third over under um uh what we're gonna talk about is so news broke last week we didn't get to talk about it last week but we're saving it for this week uh that the manning brothers were going to be on monday night football we're going to call that um, MMNF because Manning Monday Night Football. I know we'll figure it out. Um, but oh man, we this is the second new lettering that we've uh we've gone with this episode. I'm a volume shooter, so eventually <laughs> one's gonna hit. So I feel like both of them honestly are hitting. Um, so how many guy how many games will you guys watch? I saw that I think there's gonna be 10. Um, it's a three year deal. There's gonna be 10 games, at, at least 10 games in the first year. They are actively courting Adam Schefter to host it, I believe. Yikes. Um, so I've set that the over under that news I, just changed my opinion. Okay. 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 Good. That's good context. So I've set the over under at two and a half. Um, Jason, how many of these Manning brothers Monday night football games will you watch in the first year? Over definitely over two and a half. I'm really, really hoping that it's mystery science theater 3000 or 2000. If okay. you're uh, if you've been a fan for longer like myself and I'm really hoping that they are just 
being loose. I hope there's some Coors Light or Bud Light, whatever, whoever their sponsor is, and that they're just having some fun with it and, and doing Tony Romo-esque stuff. Okay. But without the pressure of Jim Nance next to you, and not that, sure. that's, a ba- not that that's a bad thing, but you got to, if you're Tony Romo, you got to know when to throw it back over to Jim Nance because he does such a great job. But it's just going to be the two of them. This Schefter thing is kind of interesting because I initially just right there, I was like, no, I don't like that because I just wanted to see the two of them. But yeah, you probably do need a moderator, but I think that it would be better if it wasn't Schefter because he's going to, on that platform, he's going to try to stay too serious. And we need something that's going to, we need Joe Tessitore. That's what we need. We need Joe oh, Tessitore. Big Joe them. T guy here, huh? Oh, yeah. Do you watch Holy Moly? He's Incredible. too busy. Yeah, he's too busy with Holy Moly. Here's the problem with Holy Moly. There's oh, way don't. too much obstacle courses, not enough Holy Moly. You know what I mean? Like, let's get That's to the, the golf. Holy Moly part. I don't know. It, and I started oh thinking, is this the one that got canceled because of diarrhea in the water? It's just, it's very confusing for everybody. So, um, okay. So over. you're, you're taking over like a, like a chill over or like way over way over. I'm going to watch this season. I'm going to watch at least three of those coverages. Okay. The question is going to be if the, if they can't figure out the moderator or just leave them alone, if they, if they try to just do straight analysis and they don't have fun with it, then I'm probably not going to get to four or five, six, right? If they have fun with it, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get higher in that number. This is what I want. I want this. Okay, Andre, I'm gonna ask you the same. You over under because and and I'm asking because um was this something when you heard the news you were like immediately over or you had to talk yourself into it? I guess I didn't realize how many games they were actually gonna be doing each season. Um, right. to be doing ten, I I'm definitely over two and a half. I enjoy both Peyton and Eli individually. I think they will be entertaining together. Uh, yeah, sort of the uh, the uh, the news of Adam Schefter. I don't know, is he the moderator? Is he the sort of the, just going to be the insider guy that's just dropping sort of like nuggets throughout the broadcast? Yeah, how much freedom control do do Peyton and Eli get? A little bit of worried about what Eli's bringing to the table, but I think Peyton's going to poke him enough that it's going to be fun. This do does know, feel like. Do we know what ten games they are doing uh, already? No, I know. I think they're starting with the Ravens. Uh, it's a Ravens game. It's a good Ravens game. So what I feel like they. Uh, I want to say it's week one. Okay. I, so I think they're going to maybe go. I don't know if they'll skip or they'll just go ten straight and then and then chill. But Eli's inclusion does remind me a little bit of uh, KD being like, "Hey, you're going to sign Kyrie. You are also going to sign me, and you are going to sign DeAndre Jordan, and you're just not going to make a big deal about it. And that's just how it's got to be. And I, I don't really know what Eli's going to bring to the table with Peyton. I I just trust him. No, not so much because he has any track record of calling games, but I just feel like he he's always good at stuff. Yeah, he's a like good when he's content honest guy. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and, and he's not going to do it unless he knows he can be really good at it. He doesn't, like if this was Brett Favre, who spends his time like dong-slinging hot reporters or Here we go. defrauding the state of Mississippi for no-show Here speaking gigs, which is just a fact. I don't know why you're saying, here we go. That's just what he's doing. You know, like that would be different. But Payne's a perfectionist. And I think this is more about it's not like Peyton's calling like a like a like on ESPN six. He's gone in a NFL game. I think this is like, what is this chess move? Why is he doing this? And what is he setting up? Right. That's the most interesting thing to me, because the question has always been, is he going to be is he going to run a team? Is he going to own a team? Is he going to be a senator? who is going to like get into base with Marshall Blackburn, which would be hilarious to me. What, like, why is he doing this? What is he doing right now? And to me, it makes me think, is he interested in like running a media network? Is that why he's doing this? Because he wants to get his, uh, his experience in terms of like content creation for sports networks. I don't know. I think he's going to follow the Kobe model 
where Kobe had like these other businesses going on, like a short film being produced, you know, and, and he had his hands in, in different things. Yeah. I don't know if Peyton's going to become Elway and be the front office face of the franchise type guy. I think, I think he, my prediction would be that he's going to be more diverse than tying himself down to just politics or just ownership or just, um, front office face and something with yeah. a lot less pressure too. like all those that you just mentioned all come with tons and tons of pressure i think having fun 10 games out of a, a football season on a monday night with your brother and you know doing the you know golf things and mm-hmm. having his espn little shorts and stuff like that like i think those yeah. are just he just enjoys like the content side of it and uh, and is just having fun with it yeah and i think what what you just said andre like the the pressure i think that's part of it, but also the lack of control that comes with that pressure. And he has no control. And this is a guy who is control obsessed. So why would he do something? Why would he even run a team where someone is above him? I think he is looking to get into a situation where he controls. He is the captain now to borrow the Tom Hanks movie phrase. I think we all loved and understood. Uh, really I think well. you should name the actor that said it instead of Tom I Hanks' name. I will leave that to you, Jason. Because I, I know who like, it is. I want you to say it. Go ahead and try it. Let's hear it. I think on the Peyton Manning thing, you know, it's interesting <laughs> that they've been courting him for Monday Night Football for a really long time. Yeah. And then he's like, actually, I'll do it, but this other side thing. Now, on my we, terms, because I don't want right. to hang out with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy. He didn't know it was going to be – yeah, he didn't – it was going to be whoever he wanted doing play-by-play if he would have said yes. You're not was. wrong, but he still reports to somebody. And I think he's like, I don't want to have to report somebody. Let me ask this, Andre. Like, can, if we you're, a, can we get a you're not wrong counter? Because you tell me that a lot and it makes me feel good. <sighs> Honestly, I say it. I don't even remember that. So, like, I don't, <laughs> I you're telling me Trust I said me. it. I, I didn't know Trust that. Me, I know. It's really just a way for me to like make you stop talking and I get to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. I love it. Thank Andre. You. If, no, if you're no, Steve you Levy, your honesty. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> if you're Steve Levy, if you're Brian Greasy, if you're Louis Riddick and you're Lisa Salters, are you like, awesome, this is great for us, <laughs> or are you pissed off? Pissed off, but keep cashing that check until yeah. they, they replace you. We, okay. we, get, we get to keep our jobs because Peyton is doing Monday Night Football, but weird, but we still get paid full price. Yeah. They're happy. They're yeah. completely happy because the second Peyton says, I'll do it, they're gone. Okay, okay. Important question. Um, over under zero and a half games that the Booger Mobile makes an appearance on the Manning Monday Night Football telecast. Bring it, bring it back and put both of them on it. <laughs> put one, put two Booger Mobiles, one on each sideline, and then they're talking to each other in headsets, but they're like going different Booger Mobile directions on the different sidelines. I really just under, I don't understand what Eli is bringing to the table on this. I don't know if it's for either. just Peyton to like take shots at or something. Let, let, I don't let me try to explain that though. I okay. think that Peyton's going to be able to get quality out of him. Okay, mm-hmm. they're going to rib each other, right? Like we, the three of us, do like with impressions of each other that mm-hmm. are really good, right? <laughs> of course, that, that's obvious. Yes. Let me ask you guys a question. Quick over under number of episodes of Peyton's Place that you've watched when we're all saying that we love. Peyton and his content. I'm going to put the over under at five and a half. Okay, but you should have put it at zero because I've not watched any of them. <laughs> so I'm speaking I just of Saturday Night Live. I do think we need to hedge a little bit on how much we're, credit we're giving Peyton is that he's got this content out there and we don't watch it. Okay, let's transition to Better in Theory. And this week we get to talk about 
uh, a division in the AFC that I, th- I think is much more interesting and compelling than I certainly gave it credit for. We're going to talk about the AFC East um, over-unders, uh, and we're going to start here with the New York Jets. Um, I saw their number. It was at 6.5, which honestly felt a little high to me because I'm not a Robert Sala believer. Um, I, I just I don't think they have a lot of talent. Six and a half feels like a lot of wins. I don't like the fact that Zach Wilson has still not signed his contract. He's on camp. I feel like Why? Set him back I did not know bit. that. Yeah. Is there a story he, there? There's offset language that people are uncomfortable with, um, which I think is such a stupid thing. Is it thing because he get, he's like, Mormon? It probably is. They're probably like, he's, they're probably like you got to drink caffeine. Yep. He's like, I'm the not going to drink caffeine. <laughs> It's half our listenership. It's, we did the, we did the exit polls. Literally not. Uh, so, Andre, <laughs> when you're looking at six and a half, are you like, yeah, I like the over or I like the under? Uh, initially, yeah, I'm under on the Jets. I do think they'll be better than the two and 14 that they were last year. But new coach, new quarterback, uh, you know, I sort of had, is Zach Wilson going to be the guy? <laughs> is he going to be in camp? That's a got to start with that first. Sure. Um, and then, you know, Tevin Coleman and LaMichael uh, Pirine. I don't really do it for me at running back. So, you know, kind of lack of playmakers around him on offense sure uh, so i'm i'm under I, I sort of think about a four win team is about yeah. right for them that feels about right jason what about you i'm a big rs guy that's what i call mm. him. that's what people close to him call him Robert yeah. Sala. um i'm going under okay i okay. do like Sala. i do like him um coaching this team uh i think that the number is six so i'm barely under i think they're going to be better i think they're going to find some more wins that they could not find at all last year with just an absolute disaster going on in the coaching staff. Um, slight under. Don't have a ton of takes here on the Jets. Quick, can you can you name the Jets' backup quarterback if Zach Wilson's not the guy? Teddy Bridgewater. Just kidding. Um, I have no that's a idea. Great question. His name is James Morgan out of oh. Florida International. Yeah, we're familiar with his. They work. have no veterans. Is a third string has a veteran? No. There's not even like a. That's what we're going with this year. Is those two guys? There's not a McNown brother. There's <laughs> you got Zach Wilson. You have Morgan James, and you have Mike White. They have the 16th. They have the middle of the road schedule. Schedule. I think the bigger issue is I feel like the rest of the AFC is going to be really good. You know, decently good. So they're going to have a problem eking out divisional wins. And I don't know who they match up with. Who they're out of conference. Uh, uh, schedule is, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big believer in Robert Sala because I feel like he got um, mystified a couple times. I feel like the uh, Brian Dable and the Bills did a number on him uh, strategically, so um, I'm going to pound that uh, under on the Jets. Uh, let's move to the New England Patriots. Um, I saw their number at nine, and I think this is a this is really tricky for me because I think you've got the case of. Well, they had a lot of people who opted out over COVID, and they had Cam Newton, whose right arm didn't work last year. Um, I, on Bill Belichick alone, you could you could talk me into taking the over on this, um, but I do think there are more red flags than than green flags on this. Um, so I think I'm I'm gonna, this would be a stay away. I think if I had to, I would bet the over though. Andre, where are you at on it? Yeah, I have them as the most fascinating team of the AC, AFC East. You know, coming off a rare losing season, uh, Cam just being awful last year, whether he was hurt, whether it's, you know, whatever it was, you know, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions, isn't going to get it done. Uh, but, you know, they went hard in free agency. Uh, they've upgraded on the offensive on line. They got the two best tight ends uh, available in free agency. Um, you know, and if Cam continues to struggle, do you, how soon do you see a Mac Jones uh, starting situation? 
And if you take the over, then your most of your trust is in Bill Belichick that it's not going to happen two years in a row. Um, I, it, this is a stay away from me as well. If I'm forced to pick um, a side, you are you, a you, team. you both keep doing this every week. <laughs> we are here to pick over it's and context under based building on numbers. Though. It's context a, building. A team with the lack of playmakers uh, offensively, especially at wide receiver. I will take a slight under for the Patriots. Uh, okay, Jason, yeah. where are you Unfortunately, at? Unfortunately, I'm going to take the under. I, I just, how did they get to seven wins last year? And now you're telling me, based on what we're doing here, that the line is nine. That means I need to take 10. 10 and seven. I just don't see them being three games in the win column better than they were last year. I have no, Bill Belichick got them to seven wins. He's going to will this team with better tight ends to 10 wins. If the number was nine and a half, I would take the under because I'm, I'm thinking nine sounds pretty good. If it's nine, that means I'm looking at eight or ten. I'm going to take the under. I I, I I I hate to give Belichick another losing season at eight and nine, but I just I just don't see it. No, I see it. So I do think they have a lot more help on defense than they had. Um, so I think if you're looking at it from the perspective of they were playing a. Uh, first place schedule last year and they still got to seven wins. Now they're not. It's still, it's, I think it's like uh, about 19th most difficult. Um, so it is, it is a little that more helps. difficult than you would yeah. think, but um, I think the AFC is a lot better, which they're not used to. I, man, I, yep. I think weirdly, I know this is stupid, but I think the fact that Brady won a Super Bowl last year, there's that extra momentum to be like, we're not trash. Like we're actually decent here. The, my problem is though, their running backs and the receivers are ranked uh, 25th and 28th in positional year ranking. For They're not yep. good. Yeah. And that is P-U-R. In, when you have Tom Brady, you can get over that a little bit. But in this league, in this in this time, like that's where you have to be strong. And they're just not very strong at that. So, ah, I just, it's my head is like, you got to take the over because they're going to get there. But I just, I don't see the receipts there. So, and, and I understand what you're saying too, because if it was, if the, if the line was 10, you know, if the line was 10 and a half, you know, uh, I, I think I would take the under and feel very confident in, in, in landing on 10, 9, something like that. But if the line's 9 to get to 10 wins, I, I think Belichick had that Brady motivation just from Brady doing what he did in the offseason last season. Yeah. And I don't think any of those players at the Patriots, they don't, they, don't, they don't feel any spited because Brady won a Super Bowl. It's just Bill. Sure, 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 which might be and enough. He did, but again. And he did his best getting that team to 7 and 9. That was very, very impressive. I do think I mean, his, the fact that his dirtbag son is the defensive coordinator, that we just got to watch that. I, just, I mean, to be fair, he looks like a dirtbag. We don't know yeah. if he actually is a DBD. He could be He could be a chill guy, but he might be a DBD. So we'll uh, see. It's, it's I'm, I'm trying. It does not feel good. <laughs> uh, so we're all under, which feels No, dumb. you're over. Am I? <laughs> yeah, you said your head tells you over. I know, but it's like I just. You don't love uh, it. I don't, what do I not love more? Going over or being all of us under against the greatest head coach let, in NFL history. Let know? me. I understand, but let me ask you a question: Are you mm-hmm. a Pats fan? No, I'm not a Pats fan. Okay, then you said over twice during your portion of this segment. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take okay. the over, and I'm, I think that's okay. Because so, if you would have said yes, I'm a Pats fan, and you took the over, I would help you get to the under. Because we, Andre and I, both know what you're doing, and we get sure. sick of it sometimes. To be honest, okay. Okay. especially <laughs> with the Pats and what you it's, tried to make us bet on last year. It's the whole thing of like I'm gonna Cam, bet. Cam Newton's until got this. It doesn't happen, and I'm gonna bet on. Don't do Bell that anymore, Andre. Talk happen. to your boy, your no, boy. Lessons good. learned. Lessons learned. <laughs> Have they been learned? 
not um, not think, yet. Partially well, last look, year. So I, Learn, I will say live, this. laugh, love. The Jets are trash. I think Tua is trash. We'll segue into the Miami Dolphins. So I think there's some there's some wins to be stolen there. Let's go to the Dolphins. Their number is also at nine, which I thought was very interesting because just going into it, I thought this number's gonna be a little higher than the past, but it was not. Um, I really do think all this is really about Tua. How do you interpret Tua? What do you think about Tua? Because I think we can talk about supporting cast. We can talk about how um, their secondary is really great, but their offensive line is not so great. But really and truly, if Tua makes the leap, all of that is rendered moot. And if he does not, they're going to be not great. So, Andre, where do you stand on it? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly my notes. I said this team will go as far as Tua. A healthy yeah. Tua, his progression from year one to year two. If he truly is a good quarterback, then I think this goes to 10, 11, or 12 wins. Absolutely. Um, that they make the playoffs. But I do see a slight regression. I think they have some nice pieces with Jalen Waddell and adding Will Fuller. Um, you know, again, at running back, is Gaskin your guy at running back? I, no. No. Yeah. He should not be. And then you saw the news yesterday, Their best, probably their best defensive player, Xavier Howard, requesting a trade for what he feels slighted in sort of contract negotiations. And, um, yeah, I have – I have an under, and but I think that the under is is caveat. If Tua is going to be a good quarterback, then this team is eleven or twelve win team. It's a it's a it's a bet that I wouldn't that I would stay away from personally. Um, but do, I do, do have, you believe in Tua? Would you bet on him if you had to? N- not after what I saw last year, but again, he was a rookie last year. He was coming off what was the a nasty hip, sur- you know, injury surgery, sure. all that stuff. Um, so was he ever truly healthy last year? I don't know, but given a full off season, a fully, what, what we think is a healthy quarterback. Um, I think it's gonna be fascinating to see Jason. Over. Are you, a, are you a two, a guy? Was that an over or an under? It's an under. Oh, give me all your stock. Both of you. I already know. You, where you, going. you into Tua. you were into Tua. I'm not saying he's going to be a hall of famer. I think he's going to be better than last year. They had 10 wins last year. There's an extra game. The line's nine. I think it's logical to say, give me the over. I think Andre made a lot of good points for all two has to do is be a little bit better than his semi injured. We'll take that out. Um, not of the audio, but just saying like, just say that he was not injured. He was healthy. Sure. Right. Last year, he just needs to be better than last year. And they, they have to win the same number of games. Okay. Okay. See, I'm here's good with here's, that. but I'll buy I'm, your stock. I'm not going to buy all of it, but I'll buy some of your two stock that you all are selling. The weird thing is I love over. the dolphins. Except for Tua, I don't love Tua. I know and you because love of their uniforms. Except for Tua, I, I hate their Big uniforms so Big much. I hate how prominently they featured in Ballers, another TV show that The Rock was horrific and god awful in. Um, I think what this is, I, I love the supporting cast. I love, I love Brian Flores. I think he's so good. I thought even in college, Tua was overrated, and I thought he did stuff in college. He made one and, pass, and I think everyone forgets. And it was a great pass. It was It was not iconic. a great pass. <laughs> it was emotionally devastating for some of us on this call. We will not name names. But I think we overrate Tua now to an extent that I don't think is is valid. And I don't think his stuff transfers into the NFL. And that's okay. And I think last year where you had Fitzmagic as the backup, now you have Jacoby Prezet. And is uh, that what you want to be? Easy. Yes. He's a I great him. backup in this league. He's a great backup in this league. He's Correct. not a great. I got to take over five games because two is a uh, hip flew off his body again, and that's yeah, where I know. We're but at. we can't do the injury thing. I mean, I understand that he's injury prone and it and it was a bad injury, but we can't we can't do that. Why why can't no? we do that? Why can't we do that? 
he God, scrambles. Then it's like he's built like uh, I don't know, like a tenth grade girl. And like I Robert, just, I don't know. Third, yeah, I've got, a, I've, I've just got a problem with that. So I'm, I'm gonna go uh, under. I, I get it. I get the, it. The more we talk, the more I'm like, no, I think I'm gonna go under because I just don't believe. And where are they at schedule wise? They have the oh, they have the tenth easiest schedule, so that's good. Yep. Um, and I, I do really believe in Brian Flores, but man, I just think quarterback play is good. And I think part of it too is the um, awareness of if Tua sucks, we suck. If Tua is great, we're great. I think that's going to get to Tua a little bit. And I think Let's make a bet. What, what do you want to bet? Steak dinner, Dolphins, nine and a half, over under. Caveat, it has to be an in-person steak dinner. Mm, I don't know. Mm, I ate I mean, those you have to travel River if you steaks, and they are <laughs> not Jason Let me has think to about travel that. if he loses. Because Tua keeps that. coming up for you. It came up last year. I, th- I think that there's a bet there. I would do a two a bet. I yeah, don't let's know. Let's do a two a bet. Okay. Okay. We can talk about a two a bet because I just don't think he's good. And I feel very confident about that. Plays now, like, 10 and a half games over under. Oh, over. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. No. I don't, I'm just yards I, or touchdowns or something. I'm not like a, like a scumbag like you who would bet on someone's like health. Like that's just not how I get. Are down. you serious? <laughs> I was just talking about that. That's on this audio. No, let me think about it. Let me think about how I want to approach that. Uh, let's move to last one. Buffalo bills. The, uh, uh, defending champs of the AFC East. Their number is at ten and a half. Why? Um, this is this is interesting because I want to go over, um, but I feel like yes. this is a classic regression team. You know, I feel like How? Josh Allen is not a good, is not as good as he showed last year. Um, but I do feel like they made some. I liked, I liked uh, a little bit of their additions. I liked a little bit of their draft. I feel like it, it solidified the back end of their roster, um, and I think. Um, when you're looking at their schedule, they have the ninth easiest schedule. And I think that's nothing to shake a stick at. I feel like they luckily retained a lot of their coaching staff because of their run of the postseason. So I think I'm going to go over. Um, Andre, where are you at? This is my best bet. It's over. It's over. Oh, I think best they win. Bet. Your best bet. In they the won division. 13 games last year. I think that they win this division by at least two or three games. I think a, mm. a 13 and four, adding the extra game this year, 13 and four is, is a kind of a nice number for them. Ultimately, yeah, it comes down to Josh uh, Allen stay healthy. It's an easy over uh, for me, and I think that they're one of the best teams in the AFC, and it's probably between them and the Chiefs uh, to represent that side. Yeah, I do. I, I think them getting the taste of the playoffs last year was what they needed now to make a move this year. Jason, uh, where you at on them? And deep in the playoffs, right? It wasn't just a taste of it. They they played well. They they went far they weren't expected he wasn't expected to do that good they weren't expected to do that good they did i do not understand why this line is at 10 and a half i I think that that's a that is a lock not to win Mm. but to bet bet responsibly but 10 and a half is very weird you're telling me that the the patriots lines at nine and they went seven and nine last year and the buffalo bills are at 10 and a half and they went 13 and three now, 11 and brother, 6 would be a win. My brother has been getting on to me. He's like, I think you keep taking all the overs, which <laughs> on, on this particular one, I, I have taken two unders for the record. But he's like, I don't know how you think that every team's going to go over the prediction. Yeah, the uh, math works we'll, out. Don't worry about we'll, it. We'll figure that out in post, right? Like, But 10 and a half, I think that that's very weird. So there must be something that someone's equating into that. Knox, you're probably, you mean, you're really good at math now. So you Thank probably you. understand Thank you. I law am, of averages. I yeah. But 13 and 3. And I think that it was building towards the end of the year on, on this Bills team, like really clicking. But then all of a sudden, you're going to come down to 10 and a half. 
for the line over. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it, you. But, it, but it's one of those things where I have nothing to back it up. But the fact that they're doing that scares me. I feel like yeah, they know something I, I don't. And you um, can't ignore that, right? Like they're doing that for a reason. Can I can I throw something at you that I feel Please. like that this might be what happens? Um, do you know who the backup to Josh Allen is on the Bills roster right now? Yeah, it's um, he's from Florida International. His Somewhere no, along not. the line, it's Jake Fromm. Nope, it's uh, is he? Th- I don't even know if he's third string. Um, is Jake Fromm in the league? It's yeah. the immortal uh, Mitch Trubisky, my my friend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so my I don't, god! If the the people people who know things are like, you're gonna have to tack off like three losses because of Mitch's presence in your locker room. I don't I don't know. Whatever. Mitch took a bad Bears team to the playoffs. They only mm. had defense. I think Mitch took the Bears to the playoffs. On his name is doing a lot in that sentence that you just said. Hey, I think I, I, I'm investing coaching. Um, did you hear that, uh, Mitch Trubisky? Are you, you going to do married? the? Are you going to do the joke? <laughs> do the joke. Do the whole thing, like we didn't hear it. I love it so much. Finish did you it. All, did Did you all hear that, um, Mitch Trubisky got married? No, I didn't. I, recently. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then he didn't have a reception. Um, have you considered oh! stand-up comedy? <laughs> I think stand-up comedy is all about attitude, and you didn't have it there. So I will take. Can I do stand-up comedy where I just go up and tell bad jokes and laugh at myself, and like it's a good, it's a good time. Was it good stand-up comedy? No, but he was fun. It's a genre to think about. I I I want them to upgrade their running backs, but I'm with you guys. I think this is a big over, and it makes me sad that we're all guessing over because I feel. And Jake Fromm is a third string quarterback. It's ten and a half. Okay, thy bills. Good for Jake Fromm. Good for Jake Fromm. And that brings us to uh, a very contentious cameo close to the pin segment that um, we're all doing really well. That's what well, I'll leave it. But I have I have pre-selected and I've pre-guessed uh, the person. So I do not, I'm not required oh, right to. Right down now, huh? Yeah, because we're doing uh, whatever um, Price is Right or whatever. Uh, approach this. The personality that I've not selected. Right. What is it? It's not, is it Jeopardy? Or, you're right no, now I said, showing it. It technically yeah, I is said Jeopardy. That. I said yeah, and honestly, it technically is Price is Right. So it's not Price two. is Right because you can go it is. over. No, but when you're trying to get on the no, show, but. you get to write down your answer and then you reveal oh, it. Oh, okay. At a time. It's, it's Price is Right to get sure. on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I think you can go over on that either. What are you talking about? I don't know if you can or not. <laughs> can can we go over on this? Are we allowed to do that if it's just closest <laughs> to the answer? I thought it was just closest, closest to the answer. Nobody calls that Price is Right. Okay. The, uh, the person we will be guessing about is the. Uh, sports broadcaster Trey Wingo. We will be guessing the cameo Where's, price of Trey Wingo. Where's he at now? That's a great question, Jason. Great I'm glad question. you asked that. He <laughs> actually <laughs> has left ESPN because he was so bad at morning radio with okay. Mike Golick and yeah. his son, Mike Golick Jr. I'm just reporting the facts that ESPN decided not to renew his contract. So, do you know what he's doing now? He has we a like, podcast. We like Trey Wingo, first of all. So don't we do this. Don't use the collective when you don't know if I like him. You or don't not. like Trey Wingo? I don't like Trey Wingo at all. I don't Uncle like him Trey? since he lied about that bear in his back porch and he just used a viral <laughs> photo. That's dishonest. And that I was get still down with a bear that. on his back porch. It wasn't his back porch, though. It was a back porch and he he appropriated it for his back porch. I don't it was his back that. porch. It just wasn't at that specific time. He lied. Jason, <laughs> he lied. And I don't like that liars. was like last year. So you're going to get rid of all of your Trey Wingo time on NFL live over all of the years because of a bear tweet until he apologizes to me. Yeah, I will get rid have of you all been that. face to face with a bear in the last 60 days because I have I've not you have really in Gatlinburg. Yeah, when we were in Gatlinburg and it was just me and my son out by the fire. Now you said face then, to face. So you came face to face a, with a bear and then a bear came around the corner of my car and 
Of your minivan? Yes, of my minivan. Kia I'm, Sedona, I'm, I'm painting a picture for the listeners. How big was said bear? I feel like there's no. We were not. Why are you laughing about the minivan right now? That, I, 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 I hear up. nothing when somebody says that you have a minivan. I only hear compliments. It's so practical. It's so I, functional. I have three power doors. I know you got so offended. Control. I wanted to give you a second to. I was not about offended. It. You you acted. Offended. You, it didn't you need sound to be clarified. Mad. You sounded really defensive, honestly, for being friends with each other right now. It was it was not a cub. Let me put it that way. So, mama bear or daddy bear. Mom, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that's I, okay. I don't see gender. We went through that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, um, it was kind of. It was pretty intense. It was really intense. And then we. It was like between us and the, the front door to get in the house. So then I had to like take a step for towards it, and I just go, "Don't." Oh, wow. I just put you, my hand out, and I just said, "Don't." You whisper that to the bear with the bear. And then it, the and then bear it went. A, Do you say yeah, that to Big V or calm. to the bear? <laughs> hey, black fight back, brown lay down. That's the bear lingo. Is that really bear, it? That's about bears. Yes. We have people listening, so you have a responsibility to report that accurately. Allegedly. Black fight, please, please. brown lay, brown fight. So fight. No, don't. Knox, don't do this. But listen, <laughs> it was intense. It was really intense. And then I like took a step towards it, and I was like, all right, it's leaving. But it went around my van, uh, Midnight Blue 2016 Kia Sedona. Highly recommend. And it went around my van and then it started coming from us from a, at a different angle. So I took two more steps towards it with my hand out and I was like, don't, don't. Again, a second don't? Man, I was, it was, I need video it was intense. Of this. So it was intense. Brown throw down, black don't. get back. <laughs> no. Knox, this is serious. People have bearing I know, man. I know, I know. I'm, I'm treating this Black seriously. fight back, brown lay down. And okay. just allegedly Google it. What, Okay. Do your what own research Brown, if you're going into the what woods. What can Brown do to you? Nothing. No, do Lay for down. you. What can UPS do <laughs> no, to I'm you? I'm talking about bears. I'm, I'm riffing, okay? So <laughs> Trey rip. Wingo. Don't riff about bears. Trey Wingo. What are we guessing for Cameo? Y'all playing. Been? You come face to face with a bear before? This is real. No. And no. Trey has and I have. So y'all don't get to talk. All right. Trey no, Wingo. I believe you. I believe you. I, I don't believe Trey anymore, but I do believe you. Whatever. We're going to buy this answer. cameo. Let's buy this cameo just so y'all can talk about bears. Ooh, do you think he'd read one? Do you think he'd read an apology to me about the bear thing? Or would that be too close to home? <laughs> so we could be back on good terms. I kind of want to try that. All right, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. We need ads so we can Trey pay for something Wingo. like this. Four letters in so his So he podcasts name. these days? Five in his second name. Yeah, it's what, like Forgotten History. And I listened to one with Kenny Main. It is not great. It's not What's great. Kenny Main up to? Did he land somewhere? No, not really. Um, so they're that both, it's, that wasn't a fun listen. I, I don't believe there was an episode with Trey's dad, Hal, where they talked about the Vietnam war, which again, not a fun hang either. So, you know, I would just say, let's aim. It's that. half forgotten history with Trey Wingo's presented by state farm. That's right. Good for the sponsor. All right. So where's Kenny main at? Everybody has a sports podcast these days. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. Are we ready to reveal answers? No. Um, Okay. So you don't have it pulled up, so no details. No, how many reviews he's got? No. Yeah, I usually get, we get. This. I can do that. No, do no, you no, want? No, do you no, want no. that? If you're not looking, we're not. Yes, looking. No, I've already got mine. Yes, down. country of origin. I've already got mine written down. Could you please use it in a sentence? Um, let's see. He says, "Rule number one: cardio. Rule thirty-two: enjoy the little things." Um, his most recent review is from Chuggies, and yeah, they say, "Chuggies." Oh, Chuggies. Sorry. Uh, what I don't know. What was a not so typical request Trey Wingo picked up and ran with exclamation point he away from the prop, bears. 
<laughs> he used the prop, ad libbed, and truly embraced the role. I book cameos quite often, but I have Yikes. to say, congrats on the uh, disp- disposable income. But I have to say, I was genuinely impressed by his delivery. I suppose it shouldn't come as a surprise. This guy's a legend. Oh, and also worth noting, he has impeccable taste in beer. Nice IPA tray. What are you waiting for? Book him already. Okay. So answers are in. So I'm at 99. Jason is 75. Andre is at 100. And Andre, you will take the W tonight. Oh my gosh. He's I on was a three one away. Cameo. I was, was one it away. It was 100 on the dot. Oh. On right. the dot. Congratulations, Andre, on this big win. A really, like uh, from the Jaws of Defeat. You grab that W, Jason. How are we let's, feeling? You, honestly, your body calm. language, he, your body language two. is a little is a little rough. He's it's a little two. rough right let, now. Andre, let me ask you a question. You've only won two. Oh, that's obvious. <laughs> Everybody knows that. At what point, when we're doing that better in theory segment, is it the, is it the first team, the second team, the third team, or the fourth team? Do you start sweating about cameo? Like when does it kick in? Uh, midway through the fourth. <laughs> I'm wondering so, who, right. who is it going to be? What yeah, you're like, it? Bills, 10 and a half, take the over. What's the cameo? What's up? What's the cameo? Give me a heads up. <laughs> Do you guys have a problem when the person who's doing the cameo is obviously squeezing this in during an errand? Because that's all Trey Wingo seemed to be. He's like, oh, really? He's like, he's like at the grocery store? He's like, hey, yeah, the deposit. Uh, hey, Frank, <laughs> so congratulations on your promotion. Who uses the bank like that anymore? <laughs> Trey does. It's no, ridiculous. You. No, he's like on a walk, and a lot of them he's unshaven. I don't know. I just I feel like that he's only got thirty six reviews, so maybe we can we can we can work that out. Yeah, because so. he overpriced himself. His, yeah. his he would get more and make more money if he was at seventy five. He's not a three figure. He doesn't. Even, he's, he's not even on a podcast network. I will say we got a lot of listener feedback, and people said they love the cameo segment. So great job by us for thinking of it, and we'll keep doing it because people really enjoy and. It. Good job this time by Andre, 2 and 13. Um, okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over and Retrievers, guys. Thanks for so much for listening. Um, if you are a listener, if you don't mind to subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you don't mind to write a review, give us a five-star rating. That would be amazing. As always, I'm Knox. He's Jason. He's Andre. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad.